Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Basic Keto Box. Basic Keto Box is a premium subscription box for keto dieters. It offers a wide variety of keto-friendly snacks delivered right to your door. Not only that, with your subscription box, you also get a 30-day meal plan that includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner, complete with macronutrients in every meal. We have an exclusive deal just for Ketones and Coffee podcast listeners. Receive an extra 20% off with your first month subscription. Head on over to basicketobox.ca to subscribe today. Hey guys, this is Lawrence. Welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through the ketogenic diet. And every single week, I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge, but these individuals who's also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together and hope to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this, guys. We are on our 90th episode, which means we are only 10 episodes away from reaching an incredible milestone of 100 episodes if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, I truly, truly appreciate you guys. You guys are the reason why I'm able to stay accountable on this podcast. So thank you so much. This will be so incredible for all of us to achieve. Um, to celebrate, though, I'm planning to do something special for all of you. For the 100th episode, actually, funny thing is that it actually falls a day after my birthday, which is on the 30th of October. But stay tuned for that, guys. Also, if you are a new listener, welcome. I hope you enjoy your stay. Um, we have lots of incredible guests lined up for you. So if you want to consider giving a follow, if you haven't already, um, I want to get into the uh, podcast uh, right now. But um, but yeah, incredible milestone for us. Um, pat yourself on the back. Uh, we're almost there. Almost to 100 episodes, guys. Um the theme of the episode is sustainability, right? Uh, we all come from different uh, backgrounds, different um, environments, um, different reasons why we, you know, start keto, start carnivore, or um, low carb even, right? But we all come from different places. Um, we know keto. We know what keto means. We know what keto is. Um, we may know what it is, but the question will be for us is how do we, how do we make it sustainable for our living, right? Because that's the key there is sustainability. How we find that and apply it to our lifestyle. We'll get to that here later on the show. Um, on this podcast though, from the very beginning, my intention has always been to learn how to teach you and also myself included on 
how our guests on this show were able to not only transition into a new lifestyle, but also create that sustainable lifestyle to be able to thrive today. That's the key there, guys. We're not only here to survive, we want to thrive, right? And you know, also help everyone around us as well. Um, now, everyone that we've had on the show had their own set of failures. You know, they have their own struggles. Some even had, you know, deep uh, embedded pain from early in their life, right? Um, but every single one of them has risen uh, from that. And they were able to use that experience, um, that which of pain, right? Everybody come from, you know, uh, pain into uh, something that led them to their life's purpose today. Um, so we want to figure that out for ourselves too. Um, I believe that we all have that uh, greatness within us. Also, you can go back to our earliest episode. Everyone had one goal, and that was to find sustainability. And what they all talk about today is how we can all help each other to do the same for ourselves, right? Sustainability. The purpose of this episode, again, is to help everyone here find that sustainability for themselves. You know, that works for your lifestyle. But the big question is, how do we create that for ourselves? It's great to hear all of these stories, but how do we actually apply it? We all have different experiences and we are, we are uh, driven by different things. So how do we do it? If you're in the beginning of your journey, ask yourself this question. Why are you here? What's your intention? What's your intention of being here and listening to this recording? If you've been on this lifestyle for a year or two, but you're still struggling to stay, you know, consistent, you can ask yourself the same question. You know, maybe you want answers to your questions, but either way, you're already on this next phase and the next phase of your journey, which allows us to now bridge the gap between, you know, just knowing, right? That's just knowing is different from acting upon, right? Acting on it. Um, we may know, we may be educated, but how do we actually apply it to our life? Now that may be very, very different, right? That means uh, that's a very different thing. Actually doing it and following it through, right, guys? That's what we are here today to uncover, hopefully. I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. We're going to figure out a baseline for everybody um, using the evidence we have on the show. So what makes a sustainable living? Ask yourself this question. What was common with all the people we've had on the show? What it took them to realize it and actually put it into practice. Okay, most of them came from pain, right? But what did they realize that they needed to do to get out of that? Any guesses, guys? I'll give you a second to think about it. Some of our episodes have it actually on the title already. If you got it, and if you guessed holistic, you'll be right. Holistic. Our lifestyle has to be in alignment with ourselves, with our whole self, with the whole. All right. Okay. But what is the whole self? What does that mean? So let, let, this, let me break this down. The whole self actually consists of four dimensions. 
this was actually discussed in one of Stephen Covey's books, The Eight Habit, to create the whole self, having all in one alignment,、um, almost always will lead you to great sustainable life. You know, your mind, your body, and heart. Those three things has to be all aligned.、Um, you know, I, I said four dimensions. The fourth is spirit, but we don't, we won't discuss that here. I want to focus on the three dimension that is fundamental to what we're talking about here today.、Um, so what are these? So the mind is growth and development. Is your current lifestyle in alignment with your goals towards growth and development, right? The body. This is all about survival. Is your current lifestyle the best for your survival? Heart. Heart talks about your relationship, personal relationships, maybe your food relationships. Are you in alignment with those goals? Right? If these all align for you, then great. I wouldn't ask you to change anything. Right? But if one of these dimensions are compromised, you know, one way or the other, an area of your life as a whole slowly, gradually declines. So we have to pay attention. So this is the tricky part. So how do we know? We're lucky in this way. Personally, you know, I talked about、uh, my story.、Um, I think it was uh, episode 90, uh, 85. You know, keto saved my life in so many ways. Before keto, I was depressed. You know, I don't think I talked enough about this, not being able to focus as well. Uh, led me to not doing very well in school.、Um, some people are, you know, affected by, by that old lifestyle. I was affected by that in this way.、Uh, I, w- I was depressed. I was,、um, I was able to focus on,、uh, on my studies.、Um, led to things that,、uh, are, are not very good, right? For my life. So, Whether you're thinking of switching to keto or carnivore, or if you've been on this lifestyle for months or years, you're here because you're looking to make a change. And maybe this path leads you to even greater things, right?、Um, so, how do we apply what we know? Now, knowing this or understanding this concept, as we know, is only a piece in the puzzle. You have to keep building it up until you have all of these pieces. And as you get the pieces, you have to then apply what you know, right, to your own life. Let's talk about awareness for a second because it takes a lot of awareness, right? To be able to practice what we've learned, you know, to stay in tune with your whole self, to get in sync with your mind, body, and heart. Because that's the key. You have to have, are you ready for this? Self love. And this is how we apply it. Now you may go, you know, I do love myself. Yes, that's fantastic, right? But ask yourself this question What do you do on a daily basis to show yourself that you do, that you love yourself? We may say the words, you know, this may be so cliche for everyone here.、Um, our actions speak louder than words because it's true. So do we practice it daily? If the answer is no, Then that's where you have to start. Because having self care 
will lead you to your alignment with your whole self. That leads you to um, may push you into actually doing, actually applying, right? If you're aware enough on a daily basis that you're not feeling well and you you don't feel good, you don't naturally when you naturally feel good, and the next day you don't. Do you, do you know? Do you see the signs? Are you in tune with your body? Are you in tune with yourself? And I think it starts with self love and self care to be able to be aware of those signs, right? And that leads us to sustainability. So stay with me here. Um, funny thing because I was actually coerced into doing self care. Uh, you know, meaning I I was forced to do it, not by anyone, but You know, there was a point in my life that I lost myself. I wasn't in alignment with my whole self. I was, you know, I talked about this, um, you know, on uh, my episode, episode eighty-five. I was at one point in my life that, you know, talk about overwork. I talk about being overworked and underappreciated. Right at that time, I was always looking for praise from people. Um, And I worked hard to get it, right? I'm I'm looking for that external um, appreciation uh, from other people, external love, external um, acceptance, if you may, right? Um, I've worked hard to get it for years. I don't understand why I needed that, but this is what I learned now. And mind you, I had to grow into this person. Because if you love yourself, you don't need anything else. I'm not saying don't seek outside praise at all. I'm simply saying learning to love myself has taken me to this path of sustainable living, and keto has been a huge part of that. Um, I say I was coerced into doing self care, but I wouldn't do it any other way because it led me to this path of purpose, um, awareness. Now having awareness. Being aware, or to know what your whole self requires, is the beginning. Um, follow that natural curiosity, and that will almost always likely lead you to um, searching for that sustainability that we talk about. You know, um, now if you're somebody that is ready to take on this journey, or if you're uh, already on this journey, um, pat yourself on the back. Um, Because you started this process of healing, you know what you've already accomplished. Not many is willing to do, right? Um, if it's if it was easy, then everybody would have done it. Um, maybe it's maybe it's awareness. Maybe it's um, you know most of us are forced into um, searching for an alternative. Uh, An alternative uh, route into healing, because maybe we're maybe traditional medicine couldn't help us anymore, right? Um. So yeah, what you've already accomplished, not many is willing to do. So be patient, because this is a lifestyle and a lifelong journey, guys. Um, and this is what I learned: anything great in life has to be earned. You know, stay consistent and stay patient. Um, 
Now I want to play this interview that I really loved uh, doing, and、um, this is with Jennifer Berg. I want to play this for you because this episode talks into the next phase of what we've talked about here today, which is unlearning and educating ourselves. So without further ado, guys, here's my interview with Jen. Enjoy. Hey guys, hang on one second. Before we continue to the episode, I'm asking you guys if you're loving these stories and you're loving our guests on the show, pause the episode and consider giving a follow. It will help grow the podcast to reach those people that need to hear these stories the most. Thank you guys. Now back to the episode. Enjoy. I'm so glad you agreed to come on to share your story. Yeah, and,、um, I, I mean, I do understand、um, the struggle that people are going through because I have gone through quite a bit over the、mm-hmm. past decades,、um, and there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah, you know, I think this is a great idea. So thanks for、yeah. starting this podcast. Yeah, actually, this is my very first one.、Uh, wow! And,、uh, but I've been,、uh, you know, talking to my ambassadors. So、uh, just a background story. Um, I have a subscription box business that、mm-hmm. uh, distributes snacks、uh, on a、Ooh. monthly basis,、uh, keto friendly snacks. And, okay, I was、uh, gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I've only been in keto for maybe almost a year now, and、okay. I'd like to learn more about people's experiences. And I've、mm-hmm. done my research. I've followed some keto influencers, but I really want to hear stories from. Uh, real people,、uh, so that's why I started this. And learning stories from people inspires me to do what I do, and、mm-hmm. uh, you know, sharing great stories、yeah. to hopefully inspire someone. And I know you、yeah. echo this. You know, even if it's one person that we could help, you know, it's still worth it. Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over thirty-five dollars by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart never step foot in the grocery store again. I and, totally、uh, agree. Totally agree. That's actually kind of how I found keto. Was、um, someone had shared with me that their brother was overweight and diagnosed as pre-diabetic, and he had been on keto for about a year. Completely、mm-hmm. lost all his weight and reversed his pre-diabetes. And then his、wow. two sons, who were also overweight, started eating that way, and they also both、um, lost weight. So this is before you're on keto. So you've had,、mm-hmm. you've know of keto before you、uh, even tried it. That's great. If you want to go back in time, I think I was a typical yo-yo dieter, like、mm-hmm. so many people out there,、um, eating low fat.、Um, you know, I had it ingrained in my brain that 
eating fat makes you fat, right? And yeah, right. Um, logically, without looking at actual science, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to eat low fat. But when you do that, um, it takes a lot of the flavor out of food. And what food manufacturers do is they replace that with sugar or a carbohydrate. Exactly. exactly. So you end up eating high carb, even though that may not be your intention. Mm-hmm. And what happens is because of your calorie restriction, you end up losing weight initially. You do. Yep. However, it is unsustainable. And I want to say something like 98% of people that eat that way fail. And I was one of them. I did Weight Watchers. I did Nutrisystem, Jenny Craig. Um, I even tried Adkins um, you know, about 10 years ago. And none of them worked for me. Uh, I would lose the weight, but I gain it back. And it was just over and over. And honestly, my weight kept going up and up and up with, with every time I went through that cycle. Um, I was skeptical when I heard about keto, to be honest with you, because I kind of equated that to be, uh, very much like Atkins. And I only tried Atkins, I want to say for a couple of weeks and I miserably failed. Um, I don't really, you know, going back in time, I think knowing what I know now, I wasn't really aware that carbohydrate addiction was a thing. And I, after being on Atkins, and I want to say the limit on Atkins was about 17 grams of carbs, which is very, very few. I, I, that's what I remember. Um, I literally pulled into a fast food restaurant and got the biggest size chocolate shake they had. Oh and I goodness. sucked the whole thing down. And I, I was like, okay, this diet doesn't work for me. And I never went back. <laughs> so, yeah. So I assumed keto was similar. Um, but you're allowed to have a little bit more carbs. I think you can go between 30 grams and 50. So it's still very low comparatively, but it's a little bit more than what Atkins allowed. Um, and then there, there's also another difference, um, with Atkins, I just jumped in and started doing it right away. And with keto, uh, because of my skepticism, I really did a lot of research up front. So I think I told you, um, you know, I'm going on almost two years of keto now, It'll be two years for me in January. And um, I want to say that whole first month was really just trying to learn about the diet, learn about the food, do as much research as I could. I did try to start making meals, but I didn't want to force myself to just jump in. I kind of eased into it that first month. Um, And I lost a lot of weight right away. You know, it was like, I think I dropped about 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, I was still skeptical. I was still scared of eating fat. I, right. I got to tell you, I was, you know, with my up and down weight, it really was, um, brain, I was brainwashed. That's the only way I, yes. now that I'm out of it, I can say, you know, after decades of being told to eat low fat, right. and this is how you lose weight, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but anyway, after I, I lost that initial weight, I, I kind of stalled. And I think it was because I was still a little scared inside of just going full force, but, um, I continued to do some more research. Um, and I actually have a couple of books that I like to share. I have no affiliation with these authors or their books, um, but they, yeah. So they, they actually really helped me and I think they would really help somebody. And I I brought them here to show you, this is the one that really convinced me. Okay. So, and it's all dirty and used, right? Simply keto by Suzanne Ryan. Okay. So she's a blogger. Um, she also has some pretty amazing stories to tell. So when you talk about like sharing stories of other people, um, and she has actually similar photos, kind of like what I shared of you, of her, 
here's, I don't know if I can show you, but this is a um, after photo of her. Okay. And then her before pictures are similar to mine. I want to see if I can find a big one, but uh, I don't know. It's hard to see. Maybe. Um, wow. That's the before wow. of her. She looks I think she might even have some in the after photo. And she looks oh, yeah. super, she looks I, 10 years younger. And oh, I, my God. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i it's don't know how old amazing. she is but yeah i mean maybe 40s she also has a blog um i don't really follow her blog but i gotta tell you this book her story on there is very inspiring and i completely related to everything she talked about and the reason why i bought this book wasn't because of that it was because i needed to learn how to eat mm -hmm. a keto diet i needed to learn how to to cook and make this food because it's not commercially available now some some foods are, and it sounds like you're getting into that too. Um, but this one really, I recommend to anybody. When I got this book, I went through and you can see I have all these papers in here. These are the recipes I've printed out and collected um, over the past couple of years of things I've tried and the ones I like, I keep. Yeah, so yeah. this is my like, kind of like my keto Bible. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, getting into uh, that kind of learning curve, I did stall. I, I want to say after I lost about 15 pounds, I just kind of stayed and I was eating this diet. I was following keto and I couldn't understand why. Um, so I had heard actually on the, I don't know, somewhere on social that intermittent fasting sometimes can help you get out of a, a plateau. And through doing a little bit, yeah, I got to tell you, it, this completely was the key for me. I mean, and people may have different journeys. I found, um, he's actually a doctor nephrologist and, um, an author, and he actually still treats patients named Dr. Jason Fung. And he published a book called originally his first book, I think was the diabetes code. And then he published a book called the obesity code, um, which is the next book that I recommend anyone trying to start this. This explains the science about how we gain weight and lose weight. And learning this gave me everything else I needed to know to be successful. So what I learned from Jason Fung, and he also has a ton of free content on YouTube. He's a great public speaker. He explains things in layman's terms. But at the end of the day, the science behind it is really controlling your insulin levels. So fortunately for me, um, I think you saw how over I was. I, I didn't develop me. I wasn't pre-diabetic. I was probably heading that way. Um, but Jason Fong um, figured out, and this is not new science. He just had to dig in. Um, the patients he was treating were not getting better. They were just getting sicker and sicker. And he was getting really frustrated with medicine. He was doing everything that he learned in medical school and he wasn't helping people. So he did his own research and um, discovered that really the key is insulin, control your insulin. Whenever we eat food, our body releases insulin, whether it's low carb, high carb, you know, meat or a candy bar, right. our body produces and releases insulin. So your body reacts differently to different types of foods. Um, and this is something nobody talks about. If you eat high sugar, high carbohydrate foods, you produce more. And if you eat more often every day, your body constantly is releasing insulin. So insulin is the hormone that tells your body to store fat. 
it's also the hormone that allows your body to burn fat. And um, one of the things that he starts out by saying in this book that really catches you is, I can make you fat and I can make you thin. And that, like, just those, that statement alone is like, just kind of gets you and you're like, okay, I want to learn about this. Um, I, I was glued to his book. I couldn't put it down. I think I've watched every single one of his videos on YouTube. Um, so I actually started incorporating intermittent fasting into my life. So the combination of a ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting, which I think everyone can do, um, really is what pushed me over the edge. I got to tell you the rest of my weight just melted off. It was like magic. And all I really did to do this was skip eating breakfast. I went from three meals right. or actually four meals a day down to two. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just amazing how the transformation happened after that point. So, so it was. So you were eating from, so you would have lunch at around noon and then uh, what, what time's your, what time's your dinner? So I would eat between about 6 and 7 p.m. dinner. So I, I tried to stick to a 16-8 fast. So mm. 16 hours of fasting and your sleep counts as fasting. So, you know, nothing. And then just really skipping breakfast, eating lunch between like maybe. So it would be if it's 16-8, yeah, yeah, noon and 8 p.m. Um, I personally found it very easy to just cut out eating that breakfast meal, or you can think about it as pushing breakfast breakfast back to about noon. Um, now I got to tell you, as I've gone, um, I did incorporate longer fasts. So, um, once or twice a month, I try to do at least a 48 hour fast. Um, I've learned to trust my body. Yeah. So another thing about fasting, um, after you make it through the first day, 24 hours, there's another hormone in your body called ghrelin. Ghrelin um, makes you feel like you're hungry. Your body is used to eating at certain periods of time. When your body gets used to not eating at a certain time, such as 8 a.m. for breakfast, the, your, your body stops releasing that hormone. So it, it says, oh, okay, like I'm, I know not to expect food right now. You aren't hungry. Um, I got to tell you, doing a 48-hour, and I have done 72 hours too, um, the first day is the hardest day. You do feel hunger pains about the same time that you are used to eating. But um, after that, it goes away. The second day is the easiest day, which is why sometimes I will even go three days. Um, You know, the longest I've ever done is five days. It's Mm -hmm. a lot more challenging. but I got to tell you, incorporating fasting into my life with the keto diet completely is what changed my life. So that was my, my Dr. Jason Fung um, book. <laughs> and then if it's okay with you, I want to tell you about two more that are, it's actually part of the story. So go for why, it. okay, so why do governments, um, doctors push this low fat way of eating, right? Like that's part of the story. And I, once I discovered all of these things, I felt betrayed and lied to because literally I struggled with my weight for decades. Yep. And now that I found the answer and the way, what I believe 
humans should be eating. What is the proper human diet? You know, like that is debatable, but now I know the answer for myself. Um, you know, how did we get here? So this book, I have to tell you, written, um, the big fat surprise <laughs> by <laughs> Nina, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing your last name, Tree, Treacles. Um, she was a journalist and she was a, um, she started covering, writing about restaurants, being a food critic. And what she discovered was that, um, she would go into these high profile restaurants around Manhattan and the food that she would eat was extremely high fat and it tasted amazing. And she was even scared of eating that way. But then when she was looking like if it was a French restaurant, well, in France, they don't have the same obesity diabetic that we have here in you know, North America. I'm assuming Canada is the same as right. the United mm-hmm. States. We're at about 40% obesity at this point, and it's just spiraling out of control. Um, she started doing her own digging, being a journalist, and it goes all the way back to the 1950s, maybe when this started with a man named Ansel Keys, who um, developed what they, he called the heart health hypothesis, which kind of demonized cholesterol. Well, his studies were flawed, and he picked and chose what um, data he had collected to try to prove that eating a high cholesterol diet led to heart disease. What he never took into account was a lot of the people that developed heart disease and had heart attacks were also smokers. So back then, smoking was very common. And doctors even endorsed cigarette brands back then. So um, he convinced a lot of high-profile scientists and um, governments and pushed his low-fat way of eating, um, you know, across the industry and lo and behold, people fell into place. There's a lot more to it. Um, this is an amazing book. If anyone is not convinced as to what happened <laughs> and why low fat diets, even today in 2020, um, exactly. are my doctors, it's insane. So yeah. anyway, she really tears stuff apart and she is now a proponent for trying to get government nutritional guidelines changed. Um, I recommend her, um, if you want to follow her on Twitter and I think she has a couple of um, videos on YouTube as well. She's pushing to get the nutritional guidelines changed in the United States and she keeps hitting brick walls. It's a big, um, step, but she's trying and at least she's raising awareness. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to add to this was, you know, the keto diet and even fasting is more than just about weight loss. It really is about regaining your health. Um, in my family, my father has Alzheimer's and his father had Alzheimer's. So I'm suffering through that. Like a lot of people are with their families, you know, dealing with my father. And, um, I was also, you know, I've always had in the back of my head, you know, is this going to be my fate? Is this what's going to happen to me? Well, I had come across some more research. I'm still researching even two years in. Um, People were starting to call Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. And diabetes is when your body becomes, I'm telling you, this is like a big rabbit hole. Um, uh, Diabetes is when your body becomes resistant to insulin. So it produces more and more and more. And um, eventually when you reach a certain point, um, they, doctors consider it 
diabetes? Well, what they've recently discovered is that um, your brain um, can, can process insulin on its own, separate from the rest of your body. And they think that Alzheimer's is directly connected to insulin resistance. So after finding this, and I, I don't think this is the only book out there now, but this is written by um, Amy Berger. Now she has a good story herself too. This is called the Alzheimer's antidote. Um, she discovered a keto diet, but then also read into, you know, there's, there may be a connection between what is now called type three diabetes, which is your brain and Alzheimer's. So what is entirely possible, and I think this is, they're just doing research now, is the connection between Alzheimer's and um, high-carb way of eating and your brain. So basically, following the ketogenic diet, which she talks about in this book as well, may very well prevent people from developing Alzheimer's. And, um, you know, my father actually eats this way right now. He was pretty far down the road, but he, his condition hasn't gotten worse. Um, we haven't really noticed any improvement in him. But I think the thinking is the sooner you can start eating this way, the more likely you are to not develop Alzheimer's to begin with. So prevention is really that's, key. That's so interesting. You mm -hmm. know, and how insulin is causing all of these inflammation in our body, but yet... Yep. But yet, it's so simple and so easy. I love how you phrase it in your bio on your Twitter. You said, eat real foods, unprocessed mm -hmm. foods. It's simple. True. But why are people still doing it? Why are people right. still doing it? My biggest concern is, why can't people be more proactive about this? Why are, mm -hmm. they, not, are they not informed? Are they waiting for that turning point in their life where they get diagnosed with a disease yeah. and now they don't want to take, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that prescribed medicine you don't want to take. For right. me, while, I, while I'm listening to your story, it looks like you were concerned if this is your path because mm -hmm. you've seen it exactly. with, with your family members. Yes, and I have. How, how do we become more proactive? How do I communicate this? See, I have my father, he's uh, type 2 diabetic, and their way of life is, just makes it impossible for them mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to, to make that switch. Do, what do I tell them? Help me out here. <sighs> okay, that's actually a very good point, and I was going to bring this up too. My mother-in-law is a type 2 diabetic, and believe it or not, her dog is also diabetic. When I discovered this, okay, so going back to Jason Fung, he can actually reverse type 2 diabetes, and he's not the only doctor doing it now. There are several practices that literally reverse type 2 diabetes through diet. Um, Dr. Jason Fung can reverse diabetes and get people off of their insulin in an average time of about six weeks, regardless of how long they've been on insulin, taking insulin. And he said he, some of his patients have been on insulin for 20 years. And he can get them off that quickly. That's how much this diet can help people. So going back to what can we do? Um, I have the same issue with my mother-in-law who is type 2 diabetic. I got all excited finding this information because I know 
that it's not readily available. It's hard to find, right? So um, I sent her the, um, the Diabetes Code by Dr. Jason Fong. Cause she had, she had said something to the family about how she, her eyesight is getting poorer. She's having to increase her insulin and she's getting depressed. Right. So I'm like, you know what, here's the answer for you. I found this, you know, this is like a gold mine. This is what you can do. You can get your health back. She's overweight, um, you know, declining health. And I thought she would jump on it, but she won't, she won't change. She still eats. She bakes cakes, cookies. She gives her dog, um, these dog treats that are made out of flour and sugar. And this is why her dog is diabetic. Um, she hasn't been open to it. Now I have not been successful in trying to get her to change, but I got to tell you, I kind of feel like you can, it's your responsibility maybe to let people know that this path exists. And if they're scared of doing it on their own, um, they don't have to because there are doctors out there that will work with them. And I know she had said she was scared. Um, you know, she doesn't want to give up going to her doctor, but the mindset with traditional medicine is, you know, that you treat it with insulin injections and over time you're going to get worse and you just increase your dose and then it's, you just manage it. No one ever talks about changing your diet. Um, I get so frustrated, but I have not been successful getting her to go down this path either. Um, that doesn't mean she won't. Um, I don't push it because I feel like if I do, it's going to just become more of a battle. I just want to try to leave the breadcrumbs there. And I, I feel for you because I'm in a very similar situation in my family. Um, you know, I, there have been so many people that have been helped with this. This only thing that we can really do is give them the information and get this out there. And, you know, maybe my mother-in-law and, you know, your father, they haven't necessarily hit what is their bottom yet, you know? Um, yeah. Something that maybe, scares them. Yeah. Maybe something will get them to change. Yep. Um, you know, diabetics end up over time losing their toes. Mm-hmm. Some of them have their legs amputated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just not a good path that they're headed down. And I don't know what, yep. you know, is this the one thing other than sharing stories and information? Yeah. And, you know, if if they could take a couple pills and still eat the food they love, then yeah. maybe that's the life they want to live, right? Maybe that's, mm-hmm. the, maybe that's the, the problem there where it's the awareness part of it. It's the mindset and you know, willingness to make a change. And mm-hmm. maybe it's the doctors, maybe it's, you know, the government, maybe whoever, whoever invented the, the food pyramid needs to change it. Oh, right. So they do. <laughs> Here's my theory about that, about why there's resistance, because in my mind, there's so much science out there and the science is so clear and it's proven, right. To me, it's not debatable. Um, Unfortunately, I believe when we have governments recommending food and um, you have lobbyists from the food industry, pharmaceutical industry, multi-billion dollar industries here, okay, that um, if they if they kind of backed down, they are going to stand to lose billions and billions of dollars. So 
I got to tell you, I, I'm not a huge conspiracy theory person, um, which I think is why I read that book, um, mm. Big Fat Surprise. Like, mm. I wanted to find out what happened. Like, why did we get to where we are today? And I got to tell you, it's processed food. Um, the food industry, they make so much money. They keep us addicted to sugar, uh, I swear, and carbohydrates. Um and the pharmaceutical industry, think about how much money they make off of insulin alone. Insulin, heart medication, statins, um, you know, these things degrade your body and your internal organs when you're on them long term. Uh, but they're still raking in the cash. So they're incentivized to keep you alive, mm-hmm. but as sick as possible for yep. as long as possible yep. so they can keep making money off of you. And I hate to say that... Um, that's why, but I really believe that is it. You got to follow the well, money. That's mm. that's it. If 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 the government is you know making money off of these big big companies, big box mm-hmm. companies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also they're making uh, money from the pharmaceutical companies, then then why should they make a change? It's still people's exactly. choice. It's still their choice to do it, right? Right. If, if you you have your due diligence to to uh you know research what's good for your body and it's up to that person to make a change and if you're not proactive with it It and if you're okay with your life being the way that it is right now then Mm -hmm. more power to you but if you're not gonna do your own research and what's really good for your body then you're not giving yourself any justice if you're just that is so true if you're just gonna follow what you know the government saying, how many times has the government been wrong about anything? <laughs> right? <laughs> how, how many times have been? Have, maybe the question is, how many times have have they changed the pyramid? I think they changed it recently with with fat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think they did actually, right? And yeah, at least here, at least in North America, um, you know that World Economic Forum <laughs> that is not they didn't elevate fat. Um, if you look at that chart that I sent you, mm-hmm. I want to say that chart is like 80% plus all carbohydrate. And the meat part of that is almost nothing. I want to say the meat on that little chart that they just published is probably 5% or less. And they don't even recommend fat other than fatty fish. It, it, it's so wrong. And, you know, I, I, I do feel sorry. Like I, for people that have to do their own research, right? For me, I feel like this information was out there. You know, I think the Atkins diet was published in the seventies, right? So the Atkins diet, Atkins diet is similar to keto. Um, and even going back before that, if you go back to even the 1800s, doctors used to tell people to lose weight by cutting out bread and starch And this information really has been there forever. Um, The keto diet was developed, uh, I want to say either in the the 1960s or 70s to treat Mm -hmm. epilepsy. So children that had epilepsy, it was developed by the Mayo Clinic. Um, They put them on this high-fat, low-carb diet, and they had a huge success rate in preventing seizures in children. That's where the keto diet came from. Um, at the time, it wasn't promoted as a way to lose weight, but it corrected 
or, you know, contributed to helping children that were born with epilepsy. Um, it's they you know now it's used to treat a various range. I've even heard success with, um, children that have autism eating a low carb diet. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it's early research still, but it's hard for people to find this information. You know, it really is. Yeah. Um, if you look at your traditional sources and even talk to your doctor, most of them are not going to tell you to eat a low carb, high fat diet because the doctor's they kind of just spit out what they learn in medical school and medical school really talks very little about nutrition. It's almost non-existent. And if you talk to dietitians, they are taught um, low fat, high carb diet to recommend people. So it's our, the way that we educate people is flawed. So it's really difficult for people to find this information. It really is. And then let alone trust it. So that's why I feel like this is more kind of like a grassroots effort, you know, trying to put this out there. But I do believe more people are finding this way of eating. They get frustrated like I was um, and they're looking for something different. They give up, you know, the the low fat diet, 98% failure rate. So that's basically proven to fail. It's a proven failure method, but it's still recommended. And it, 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 it kind of... Um, it makes me angry and passionate to try to get this information out there. You know, that's why I wanted to talk to you today. Um, you know, I, I, I've been down this journey for a couple of years and, um, the more I find, the more I know this is the right way to go. And, you know, if you look at my Twitter handle, you know, keto for life to me, this isn't a diet anymore. And, and I know people have talked about even on low fat diets. Oh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it is a lifestyle, but this diet for me is just the way I eat. I I've learned this diet. I like, I don't even really think about eating any other way. I don't, it's just the way I eat. It's the food I buy. I just go to the store and I buy the right food. Um, you know, a lot of meat, a lot of fish, eggs, um, avocados, vegetables, um, I have, I eat berries, which are low glycemic. So, you know, and you're allowed some carbohydrate. You just have to choose where you want to spend it. Um, you know, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries are really good. I mix that in with, um, like Greek yogurt, un- unsweetened Greek yogurt. It tastes great. You know, that would be a typical dessert. And there's even recipes out there for cheesecake that tastes exactly like the real thing other than right. the crust is a little different. <laughs> oh my God. I, so you, you don't really even have to give anything up. Exactly. It's just substituting. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. To me, I love hamburgers. It, it's like, it's like a religion to me. And, you know, and there are lots of types of bread out there that you, Burger Priest. Do you guys have Burger Priest in Chicago? No, I haven't seen it. We have Butter Burger though. <laughs> they, they have keto buns and, you know, no and you can buy keto buns and just. <gasps> Yes. And just get it and then buy it from your favorite, you know, you burger can. joint. It's it's totally so, you, you can, there's so many ways that you could uh you could, you know, make something yeah. up. Uh, Absolutely. There's a pizza place, a chain near me that sells the keto crust. Amazing. And yeah, it, and it's a chain. Um, I'm trying to rem- I don't remember the name of it, but we I've had it before. It tastes exactly the same as regular pizza. It's really good. So, you know, pizza, burger, cheesecake, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and there's recipes out there that I yep. found. If you really want to have, um, you know, if you satisfy your sweet tooth, 
there's ways of doing it without throwing your, you know, insulin levels off and keeping you in ketosis. Like, you know, you, you, when you eat foods, um, you know, again, you produce insulin. So I think your body, um, is, it becomes metabolically flexible. And I think that it, it's just as what we as humans are meant to be. We're meant to be this way. You know, if you, we're not meant to stuff food in our faces all day long, you know, we've inherited the DNA of our ancestors that goes back hundreds of thousands of years. And we can't change that in, you know, 50 years or however long we've been pushing high carb diet. So, you know, we are who we evolved from, which is basically, you know, maybe you're not eating four or five meals a day, maybe it's one or two. And you're probably eating, you know, what is natural, real food, you're eating meat, you're eating vegetables, you're eating berries, maybe seasonal fruits. Um, you know, and I got to tell you, people, one of the things that I was scared of that I'd mentioned earlier is eating a high fat diet. One of the things that was very eye opening to me is I really don't have to add extra fat to my diet. I don't have to. I mean, sometimes I do put um, MCT oil in my coffee when you talk about oh, keto. Isn't that the best? It tastes so good. <laughs> I do it because I like how it tastes. Yeah, exactly. But I guess, like, eating natural, real food is all you have to do. You don't have to go out of your way to make sure you're so eating simple. extra fats. It's real food, right? I, I, you know, so um, the typical breakdown for keto, at least that the way that I eat, is about um, 70% fat, mm -hmm. um, 20% protein, and 10% carbs. So that's basically your kind of macro nutrient breakdown. So those three things. And I was really nervous about starting the diet because I was afraid of trying to hit those numbers or getting close to it. But you don't have to really go out of your way and try. You just select real, natural, whole food and you eat it. And you, the, the macros naturally break down that way. That's what food is, basically. And I think, um, you know, the, the high fat concept or, you know, of what keto is might scare people away. But it really is just eating real food. That's it. You get rid of the processed junk. Don't eat the carbs. You know, get rid of the bread. But there's also keto bread alternatives out there. You know, it's actually not that difficult to stay on this diet. And the food is so filling and so satisfying. You're not hungry all day long. You don't want to keep shoving food in your mouth. You're just, you're satisfied. Exactly. You know, and. Yeah, you naturally eat less, I think. I don't even count calories at all. Um, the calories in, calories out model is completely flawed. Uh, and there's science behind that too. So the way your pro your body would process, like if you drank a 40-ounce Coca-Cola, is a lot different than if you ate an 8-ounce steak. So when you, you have something that has a lot of chemicals and sugar in it, your body doesn't necessarily know how to process that food. Um, and it overcompensates, you know, with insulin versus if you eat a steak, you know, you're, you will still release insulin, but it's going to probably only be a fraction of the amount that if you ate junk food. So it's just eating real whole food. That's it. That's, and, and it's it, simple. It's simple. And, you know, maybe it's because some people find you know, after a couple of weeks with, with, you know, starting the diet, they find themselves in, uh, in, uh, in, in the keto flu and maybe they don't know what's going on. And 
it's your body basically saying, "Hey, you're depleting me of yeah. of your my the the energy source that uh, which is carbs, and now it's your body transitioning into into a new uh, energy source, which is fat." So, uh, what would you tell people about you know how how to get over that hump? So. Um... I fortunately didn't suffer necessarily a flu. Um, however, I did have to battle my, you know, wanting to eat carbs. And I want to say for me, that lasted about two weeks. I did have a headache. So that maybe that's, you know, kind of part of that process, mm -hmm. you know, detoxing and your body switching. So, you know, my whole life, I ate a high carb diet and switching energy you know, I do feel like that is part of the process, but I also don't want people to be scared of that because, um, you know, for me, you just have to kind of barrel through it. You just get through, it affects people differently. Um, you know, it's one or two weeks. It was about two weeks for me and you're done, you're through it. And you just have to keep reinforcing this new way of eating. We are programmed to, switch between burning carbohydrate and burning ketones for energy. Our bodies have, it's in us. Mm -hmm. It's it, again, going back to how we evolved, we can do this and we're supposed to be doing this and it keeps you healthy. Um, you know, so I would tell people it's worth it. Trust the process, do a lot of research, you know, read stories about other people, listen to podcasts like this and do it, just do it. You have nothing to lose other than, you know, maybe losing some body fat and gaining your health back. I love that. I love that. And I have a lot of reading to do. I, I love all of your suggestions. And I think, you know, guys, if, you, if you're listening right now, go back and, uh, you know, write down those titles. And I think, you know, that, yeah. that, that has a lot of value, um, you know, that could help you get over that hump, right? And uh, It totally does. There's so many things here. I'm so glad I uh, came across your, your page. And... Um, Sure. And wh where can people find you? So I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle is keto number four life. Um, so that would probably, that's where I, um, I post a lot and I also retweet. Um, I have found a lot of um, doctors and people of authority, um, dietitians that have discovered this way of eating that I follow. So, um, you know, there, you can find a lot of information on my page. Thank you so much for coming on, Jen. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, I wish you, you so luck much. with this podcast. You have just heard my conversation with Jen. If you want to get notified when we upload a new episode, subscribe today. I would like to announce that I am now on Patreon. And as a patron, you can listen to my episodes ad-free, plus highlights-only episodes from my previous episodes. Not only that, you can also get a 50% discount privilege when you subscribe to Basic KetoBox and more. You can check it out at patreon.com slash ketonesandcoffee. Alright guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes. 
take advantage guys of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you and stay tuned for more captivating episodes and until next time guys keep embracing the power of ketones